Welcome again, everyone, to another episode of the Project Brief. I'm your host, Delta, and I'm here with my co-host, Jay Ringo. You gonna say something, Jay Ringo? Sorry, I was taking my plate to the sink. Hi! <laughs> okay, well, we got Jay Ringo in the sink, and I got me in front of my computer. All right, let's get started with the Project Brief. If you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a little episode that I run alongside the Boink Radio, where I talk about a little Boink project and what it does and how it works, but I don't talk about all the science, I talk about all the simple stuff and I make it easy for people to understand exactly what they're computing with their computers and what they're actually contributing to. So as always, please leave all your questions to the end. You can type in the chat uh, or if we come to our little discussion period, you can open up your mic and you can ask a question. Um, yeah, and today we're going to be talking about NanoHub. Lots of small stuff. Uh, NanoHub deals with the study and education of nanoscience. So what nanoscience is, it's the study of the really, really, really small. So it's just stuff that you can't see. It could be molecules, it could be atoms, it could be anything that really that you just can't see. NanoHub's interesting because uh, not only does it, uh, is it a computational project, so not only can you compute it with your computer, you can also learn from it too. They have a whole bunch of free educational courses in nanoscience if you want to start studying that. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, part of that education is actually computation on the Boink network. And I'll explain that later, later on today. But anyway, uh, NanoHub uh, started in 2008. And it turned into an open educational system to help people learn about nanoscience. And interestingly enough, it's partly funded by the uh, by the NSF, and in order to provide these resources for free for people to use. And the most interesting part about the education, as I said earlier, is the actual computation. And so, what happens, uh, and what it's called, is a tool-powered curriculum. And what it means is when you actually do the education, they might ask you to do some sort of tutorial or practical or some sort of programming to solve a little problem, just to further your knowledge and whatnot. Or it might be an assignment. And after, uh, when they tell you to do that, in order to actually run the simulation, because it is quite computationally expensive, you can't, or, or you almost can't possibly do it on your computer unless you have some really good stuff on there. So what actually happens is the simulation is run on the Boink network and some work units are automatically created and sent out on the Boink network. Simulation is performed and brings it all back and then it gives you your results. And so that's the really interesting part about NanoHub. Uh, so not uh, when you're crunching this project, not everything you crunch is direct research. Some of it is actually some education that some people are going through. So it's quite interesting. And no, <laughs> the computers will not do your homework. Um, they are just simply there to perform the processes that you made in the simulations. Just like in computer science, you can't get the computer to write the code. You have to write the code and the computer will run the code. So there's no cheating in here. You can't cheat on the Boink network. <laughs> Quick question. Can I get monkeys to write the code that will do my homework? I'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. Saving, I'm saving that. Um, I'll tell you later. But anyway. Uh, okay, so uh, if you try and complain to the lecturer of NanoHub that the computer ate your homework, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna say anything about it. <laughs> uh, and the dog can't eat your homework because it's all on computer. Uh, yeah, and so all these educational courses are available on NanoHub.org, 
where they have all their little resources and stuff like that. There's so much stuff on there. Um, you can do anything from molecular quantum mechanics to um, MOSFETs and transistors, semiconductors, photovoltaic stuff. It's crazy. There's so much stuff on there. If you're really stuck in lockdown and you want some interesting stuff to do, try doing some nanoscience in NanoHub. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's talk a bit about research because uh, we're talking about education mostly. NanoHub does also do research. They're not entirely focused on just education. And they have a huge number of tools. And I'm, I'm talking like crazy huge number of tools for scientists and students to perform their research and education. Um, for, for the people who are a bit more technical, here's some examples of some of the tools that they have and open sourced and uh, have on their site that you can use. Uh, one of them is called FET Toy, Omen FET, Mole C Toy, One uh, DMD, Bio Mocha, <laughs> Sugar Cube, Anti Lever, uh, Car. Yes, there's one called Car. <laughs> uh, there's Zeno. There's Yambo. There's X Dot Grid, and uh, there's also uh, surprisingly one for COVID nineteen. It's called the COVID nineteen Virtual Tissue Model, uh, and its alternate name is CC three D COVID nineteen. Uh, and there's just way too many to list here. They have a full list on their website, uh, and a lot of them are open source, and some of them are closed source, but they're still there. And uh, with all this, uh, you could probably catch that NanoHub can do a whole lot of different types of um, research, not just on really nano stuff and nanoparticles and, and quantum physics. But uh, one of their main areas of research is semiconductor physics. So that's the most, like... Uh, sort of vibrant one and the one that pops up uh, on on their site all the time. And so what that means is it deals with semiconductors. So stuff that's made out of silicon and other semiconductors, but mostly silicon because all of our computers are mostly made out of silicon semiconductors nowadays, uh, not the old germanium. Uh, so it deals with things that go into your CPU, deals with things that go into your GPU, deals with things that also go into other components in your computer, like also the memory as well. And so if we can make these transistors and the silicon uh, components of the computer much more better, much more efficient, then what we can make is much better computers, much more efficient computers, much smaller computers. And uh, it can really increase the, uh, the capabilities of what we can do with computing. And so that's one important thing about um, semiconductor physics. Um, another thing that they do is also photovoltaic applications. So... Uh, they'll often take some sort of nanoparticle or a molecule or something like that, and they'll plug it into a, a semiconductor that um, does uh, photovolt uh, that has photovoltaic properties. So what that means is basically you take a solar panel, stick another molecule in it, and see if it works better. And so they do these simulations to see if they can find better solar panels. It's another application. Another one is biomedical stuff. So as I said earlier, they have a COVID-19 thing. I also saw that they had something on wound healing too. So they're probably working on some sort of nanoparticle to help with uh, healing wounds. I heard that, I think, uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, a company in Australia or uh, somewhere else in the world, but we actually made some sort of band-aid that heals your wound in like an hour or something like that, which is crazy. Anyway, uh, other stuff we can do, uh, particles and substances. So if you've ever heard of buckyballs or uh, graphene, that's what we're talking about in terms of particles and substances for nanoparticles and nanosubstances. They also do a lot of quantum mechanics too. There's a bunch of different quantum mechanics uh, tools and stuff like that. They got. And of course, molecular simulations. So stuff like we talk about uh, in previous project briefs, like Rosetta at Home, 
um, and and all those other uh, protein folding projects, they often uh, have molecular simulations, and uh, NanoHub also does molecular simulations. So it's great. There are over a thousand citations to NanoHub uh, to to NanoHub, and that's interesting because we're getting actual results with this stuff. So you can tell that if there's a thousand people citing NanoHub and the computations that people have performed on the Boink network, it's some pretty pretty big stuff. They note that 41 of the papers that made citations to NanoHub uh, were made with industrial application. So what that means is a company or a business or a government on behalf of a business uh, funded some research in order to see if something that NanoHub created can be used for the industry. So it just goes to show that how a Boink project can turn into a business. So what would happen is NanoHub would perform the research, provide the open source tools and information, and that open source tool and information can be used within business and within the industry in order to improve manufacturing processes. It, it could have all sorts of impacts on business itself. It could go from safety to efficiency to cost savings, pretty much anything. And so it's really good to see that businesses are adopting this sort of research. So just to summarize the impact of crunching on NanoHub, first of all, you've got the education side of it. So you help create new nanoscientists in order to come into the science field and continue um, helping out and innovating. And that's important because we lost our good old Bill Nye. And uh, I think if I remember watching Big Bang Theory correctly, we had uh, Professor Proton as well. So we need that new sort of science educator to come in and bring new people into the field without any need to sort of go in and attend a formal school or pay for university. And this is great because NanoHub opens up that education to a whole bunch of people and you don't even need to pay for it. The other impact that uh, NanoHub has is for tools. So it provides a suite of open source and closed source tools uh, in order to perform interme intermediary or uh, foundational science. So if scientists don't have to go out and do that foundational science themselves because someone's already done it, or if a, a scientist needs to have some sort of intermediary process in order to get their science done, NanoHub most likely would have done it for them. So they don't need to go out and make that new software. They don't need to go out and find out exactly how some weird buckyball when you put it into a solar panel turns into a better solar panel, how that works, because they've already done it. They've already simulated it. And so this allows scientists to be more productive and uh, we've seen that over a thousand different citations, a thousand different scientists or groups of scientists have found that NanoHub has helped them with their research. So we can push innovation forward much more quicker. Uh, and the final impact is just research uh, efficiency. It's what happens with all other projects in the Boink network. You don't have to pay for these resources because it's made up from volunteers. It's a whole supercomputer worth of computation spread across the network around the globe of volunteers. And uh, it, it gives scientists access to these computational resources when they don't necessarily have the monetary uh, expense for it. Anyway, uh, that's it for my project brief. Uh, NanoHub is CPU only and runs on Windows, Mac, and Linux. If you don't have a good computer, I always like to pitch a little bit Zooniverse.org. You can use your brain power to solve puzzles for science. It's great if you have a little, if you're sitting on the train, or barely anyone's sitting on the train nowadays. <laughs> But if you're sitting down and you're bored, check out Zooniverse.org. It's a nice little puzzle uh, site if you want to go and help some actual science. And next time, Jeringa, we're doing Goofy X-Grid. <laughs> we're going to some typewriters. <laughs> Exciting. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm, 
I'm going to go uh, on some um, more or less fun or recreational Boink projects over the next couple project briefs. So we're starting out with Goofy X Grid. <laughs> cool. Zach Pop has a question for you in the chat here. He asks, uh, is there much collaboration between NanoHub and other Boink projects? There seems to be quite some overlap with things like Rosetta, GPU Grid, or maybe Qcompedia. Uh, the possibility is there. Uh, it's just sort of um, the fact that Rosetta and all those other projects like to do things a little bit more specifically. And uh, whereas NanoHub likes to do things more generally sort of thing. So NanoHub likes to make a whole bunch of tools, a nice suite of tools for people to use, whereas Rosetta and GPU Grid and all those other ones may have their own applications, which are a lot more specific and a lot more efficient and a lot more tailored to what they want to do. Um, that's not to say that NanoHub might create some sort of great simulation uh, software or something for these projects. That's just to say that the projects have already had their software made for them and they've made it specific and they've tailored it to what they want to do. And there really is not much of a reason to move forward with the different software unless that software has obvious efficiency improvements or obvious functionality improvements. So it's, as I said, it's entirely a possibility. But uh, as far as I know, they don't have any sort of partnership or collaboration at the current time. If I could add to that, uh, they were one of the projects that went to the workshop uh, back when we could, you know, get together as humans, um, and it was it was great. They gave a presentation, so they do seem to like as a project be interested in the larger network. But uh, once you get into the details, I think yeah, what Delta is saying is accurate. And it's great to see some uh, science funding getting out to one of these distributed projects, uh, and just goes to show what a Boink project can turn into if it gets a, a good deal of funding. We have free educational products for people to come and study nanoscience. We have a computational network that helps people educate themselves on nanoscience. And we have a suite of tools to help scientists to get innovation done and discover new things in nanoscience. It's great. It is. NanoHub is a huge project. Like even listening to you do the the brief here, I still like it is I struggle to grasp like the the whole project because like they're doing so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to summarize as best as possible. Yeah, no, I think you did great. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing to you. It's just like a and research, uh, education tools and computation. Yeah, it's just, a, it's a beast. I mean, uh, if you follow their Twitter, which is very active, they're one of the more active uh, point projects. Let me get their uh, Twitter, their little bird yeah. handle. Uh, it's at NanoHub News. Uh, they post stuff almost nonstop, and they're, they're like, yeah, they're posting courses, they're posting results, they're posting uh, just information, and and it's just a, uh, it's almost overwhelming to follow their account, but it is fun. Well, um, I'll wait. Probably, I see someone type in the chat. I'll wait for them to finish, and then uh, we'll finish up the project brief. All right. Uh, I don't think I see any more questions. Um, all right, uh, so that concludes the project brief. Uh, have a good one, everyone, and I'll see you next time on the next episode where we're putting some monkeys on some typewriters. Awesome. He'd like.